What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm recording this at like 12 a.m. I'm your host, SPJ. Sorry, I forgot about that. Uh, just me, and these are, this is a special episode, these are some clips that I gathered at Pokemon Go Fest from the following people, probably not in this order, Trainer Tips, Reversal, Twintendo, CND, and then the, the fellows over at Pokemon Go Radio, which is another Pokemon, it's a Pokemon Go specific podcast, so I talked to all those guys they were all incredibly nice. They were all very friendly. They were all really awesome. And they took the time to spend just four, five, six minutes with me and record something very quickly, especially since everyone was so busy with servers not working and everything. So just quick, small little interviews with, with them. It's actually my birthday right now. The When I'm recording this intro, I I did put most of these out on YouTube. So if you and most of these guys are YouTubers, so this is my birthday present to from me to you on my birthday, I guess. So if you if you want to check them out, they all pimp their pimp themselves at the end of their little thing. Otherwise, if you jump over to to my YouTube, youtube.com/pkmncast, you'll be able to see all those guys over there. And yeah, that should be it. Hopefully you enjoy it. We'll be back, of course, on Monday, like always, with a full episode of It's Super Effective and whatnot. I'll do a little house cleaning here before we get into the interview. So again, five interviews. There'll be a little intermission music between both. Then after the fifth one, you'll just get the rolling credits. A little bit of house cleaning, though. Stay up to date with the show. Check us, follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. If you don't use Twitter and you only use Facebook, which I find very unlikely, facebook.com slash pkmncast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I barely tweet, but when I do, uh, it's usually me complaining about Destiny or something of the sort. Uh, my Twitter is at dragging a lake, D R A G G I N G A L A K E. And Micah and myself have started a new podcast about Monster Hunter. So if you want to check that out, it is in iTunes, Google Play Music, everywhere else you can check that out. It is called The Carve. And finally, I know this is last minute, we'll probably talk about it on Monday, but Micah and myself, as well as Greg, who is the DM on Mythical, will be at the Minnesota PokeCon. They were nice enough to invite us out, give us a panel, give us a table so we can meet and greet with fans, and we have, we'll have some merchandise to sell. So that is in Minnesota. Our details are on, are on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash super effective, or on our Patreon page, or I'm sure I tweeted it at some point. You guys are very smart. You know where to find that stuff. But if you are in Minnesota, please come out, check us out. We will only be there on Saturday, but it should be a great show. And yeah, otherwise, I will not talk to you because, well, you guys will hear me on Monday's episode, like always. Travis will be back. Will will be there. It'll be a great time. So again, hopefully you enjoy this episode. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking us out. Again, this is just kind of a special off episode. Just meeting other Pokemon personalities is just something that's a very awesome thing when the, all the communities... <laughs> smush together and come together for something like this so uh enjoy the show microsoft uh they had the best presentation because they had this voice that kept saying exclusive 
Exclusive. All right, guys, I am here with Reversal, YouTube fame Reversal. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for uh, having me here. <laughs> no problem. A uh, couple questions for you. Uh, when did you get into Pokemon Go and why did you start doing it out of you know the millions of mobile games out there? Okay, so uh, I was already a mobile gaming YouTuber, and uh, whenever Pokemon Go came around the surface, as in the trailer, I was immediately excited because uh, me and Pokemon go way back. I started uh, Pokemon Blue on that uh, the fridge Game Boy, yeah. so I've been playing Pokemon for a really long time, and I played Silver as well, and then after Sapphire and Ruby, I kind of went out of touch with the game because I grew up, but then whenever Pokemon Go got released, it reignited my love for the game, and ever since I was just, let's do this. For being in the, the mindset of like Red, Blue, Ruby, Sapphire, all those, and now Pokemon Go, do you feel like those communities are different, or do they all share the same kind of core of Pokemon? At least in your eyes, do you see a difference? Um, yes and no. Uh, of course, with every single generation, the uh, the attention base, I guess, I don't know, for lack of a better term, uh, grows. So the people that started with the red and blue are older than the people mostly that start with silver and gold. And that kind of evolves over time with Gen 5, 6, and now 7. So, uh, yeah, I guess the communities are a little bit different. Did you think Pokemon Go was only going to be like a small thing on your YouTube channel or did you kind of see the long haul of like where it's taken you now? Because I believe before you were doing like Clash Royale and mm -hmm. uh, Clash of Clans and stuff yeah. and it seems like you're 100% into Go now. Yeah, I uh, basically whenever I realized that I can go outside and make videos and be on and about and be around friends instead of being home all day and just planning out a video, I just enjoyed it so much more that... I didn't even want to make videos indoors anymore, <laughs> thinking about exactly what kind of a video I need to make. I just go outside and what spawns on my pocket, uh, what spawns uh, outside, that's actually what the videos are going to be all about. So, yeah, in that aspect, just the whole appeal of going outside is just so much more, you know, appealing to me. You could probably talk about this for hours, but what is your hot take now that Pokemon Go Fest is pretty much, you know, a done deal wrapped up? Um, it's, it's been really frustrating. I mean, like, there's a lot of server issues. I spoke to a lot of people that weren't able to log in. Some even not being able to log in. Most people not being able to catch. So that actually, yeah, it was really uh, frustrating for, for Niantic, uh, for the other YouTubers as well, as we're trying to you know, make our videos. But then mostly for the people that came from really far just to be here. And, uh, Niantic, I feel they kind of compensated in a nice way, but a lot of people are not going to be satisfied with that, which is completely understandable. I mean, you go to go fast, so you have a certain expectation of, expectation of what's going to be happening. Um, so I think if there's going to be a next GoFest, uh, key points for Niantic would be to have the server bandwidth. Like, even if it's, if it's only 50,000 people, it needs to be able to do that. So that way we don't have to have a repeat of this. And this hasn't soured you on the whole thing as a whole. Like, you're still... 100% in to go and would go to another GoFest like oh yeah yeah for sure I mean meeting everybody was just insane and if anything it motivated me to do more so in that aspect it's been a great success and being able to connect with other creators and just meeting with you or other people is just like really amazing so that for me a reason alone already to keep on going awesome last question probably you get it all the time probably the hardest Pokemon question ever but okay. what is your favorite Pokemon Gengar 
But the the one thing that I like about uh, Gengar is like his evil grin on the purple blob, and it's just being so evil. Like he seems like a really good buddy that pranks you all the time, and I kind of like that. And purple is like one of my favorite colors, so yeah. Sure, sure. And Gen 1, whenever I play Gen 1, uh, played it semi-competitively, one of the strongest Pokemon in the meta. So uh, I went with that always, and it kind of stuck around ever since. Totally. I'm sure my audience knows who you are, but in, just in case they don't, where can they find you? Uh, on YouTube, uh, name is Reversal, uh, and just Pokemon Go videos. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Alright guys, I am here. Pokemon Go Fest is ending, but I got another guest interview here. I am here. Well, blah, I can't talk. I, long day, long day. I am here with Twintendo yeah. over from England. England. UK. As everyone in America literally just calls me like, oh, you got a British accent, which can I just say does not make any sense since Britain's made up like Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. And yeah, don't know why I really started with that point. But yeah, from England, let's just get into the Pokemon Go news. It's been a long day, as you can tell. Like, I'm just rambling on about nothing. So, like, overall, it was okay. You know, I've been paid to come out here by Niantic and to say good stuff, but I'll be honest, like, it didn't go to plan. And there's loads of factors that could have, you know, made that happen. But Niantic did try, you know, to make good of a bad situation by offering people refunds, uh, $100 worth of poker coins, and giving us Lugia, which, yeah, like, some people are going to be mad at, but, like, at the end of the day, if we did try and battle Lugia, I bet so many people would have had problems, and it's probably just best to give it out. So, yeah, I don't know. It's overall, though, good day, but could have gone a lot better. What was your thoughts, though? Like, do you think if everything did work, this event would have been worth the, the travel time, the cost? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if this event worked, this would have been fantastic. Like, because obviously it didn't, I didn't get a chance to vlog that much, and that's what I've come out here for. So it was a bit disappointing. But if it worked, this would be an amazing experience. And I'm sure next year, because, like, I mean, you asked John Hankey, and he said, you know, they're not going to let this stop them doing another one. So I'm sure there'll be another Pokemon Go Fest uh, next year, at the latest at least. They might do another one, you never know, but, uh, like, in this year. But, um, yeah, Pokemon Go Fest 2018, I think will run a lot smoother, I hope. Like, you think they would have learned their lessons from a year ago, and I'm sure they have. So, yeah, I'm, they're going to be very disappointed, but they'll be working on it straight away to try and fix it for next year, and I'm sure that's going to be a blast as well. Sure. Just for the couple listeners that might not know who you are, and I mean, we could talk about GoFest forever. Oh, we could. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my channel, I was one of the first uh, YouTubers to even talk about Pokemon Go. Like, I think my first video on Pokemon Go was September or October 2015, and obviously we know the game came out July 2016. So I've been covering the game for a long, long time. Uh, but my channel in general is more Pokemon-related rather than, like, just dedicated to Pokemon Go, like, you know, training tips, reversal. Uh, so I do, like, trivia, top 10, uh, just useless knowledge about Pokemon. I'm sure, like, no one needs to know, but it, it's all good fun. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in, like, the world of Pokemon, my channel's the place to be. Probably the hardest question you'll get asked all day. Okay. What's your favorite Pokemon? Oh, dude, like, okay, no, that is a really hard one. Um, okay, it's a tie between Eevee, because it's an OG Pokemon, and it's my channel mascot and everything, and Mudkip, because like, who doesn't like Mudkip? Like, it's my first ever Pokemon in a Pokemon game, so it's a special Pokemon for me. So between those two, it's Eevee and Mudkip. I can't choose between them. Good choices, though. Yes, I know you're agreeing with me back home. Thank you very much. Yeah, good choices. 
Awesome. Where can our listeners find you, though, uh, besides like, YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff? Um, Pimp yourself is what, I, what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm on Twitter, which is Twintendo, and it's an underscore. And then on Instagram, I think it's just Twintendo. It's, yeah, it's something like that. Twintendo underscore again, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter uh, and obviously YouTube. So uh, look me up. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much uh, for having me. And, um, yeah, hopefully GoFest 2018 will be a lot smoother. One can hope. One can hope. Yeah, like, um, I'm not getting my hopes up, but, like, you know, it was still good fun, and I'm sure next year will be good fun as well. All right, guys, I am here with CND. What's going on, man? I wouldn't say I'm famous, but I'm doing pretty good. Pokemon Go Fest just ended and everyone's leaving, but we're still chilling. For listeners that might not know, who are you? What do you do? What's your YouTube about? You exist. Tell them. Yes, I do exist. Um, yeah, so I basically, uh, Nintendo YouTuber, kind of coming into the scene recently, actually. Uh, my big call to fame is I was the first person to get the Nintendo Switch. I waited a month outside the Nintendo New York store to get that. And, uh, yeah, I do, like, lots of vlogs, random rants, unboxings, pretty much whatever I want to do on my channels, but it's a load of fun. This is going to be about Pokemon Go, but I need to know about waiting a month outside of New York. Can you, like, sum that up in, like, a minute of what happened and how that worked? Uh, yeah, so, basically, <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to go to the launch, because it's the, it's the big flagship store, and, um... But I was, you know, so I um, contacted this guy, Triforce Johnson. He um, has a world record for being first for Nintendo consoles. And I asked him, like, for some tips. He contacted me. He's like, hey, like, I can help you be first because I want to retire. I want to pass the torch on to someone like you. So he thought I was a good candidate. So he helped me wait an entire month. Like, every day we would go out there to the store. We would kind of switch off and stuff. Um, and every single day I made a vlog for it. So there's 28 days, actually. So it's the shortest month, but <laughs> it was February. And, um, yeah, I made, I documented the journey every single day and I thought it was going to be super boring, but people started to come out there. Like there was like characters that, you know, um, with people from New York that that started to come out and hang out and stuff. And there was, you know, something new happening every single day. And it it was a blast. That's incredible. Maybe not so incredible Pokemon Go Fest. (laughs) Give, Give me a hot take on that. Um, I mean, I understand the pain everyone's going through, you know, that, you know, Everyone spent all this money and time to get out here and stuff, and we got all these problems. But I don't play the game as much as some of these other people do, and I was just having a blast just hanging out with people because, you know, they, um, you know, everyone has the same uh, interest. You know, everyone is, has a passion for Pokemon, and so you were never, you never not had someone to talk to, you know what I mean? And uh, that was, you know, I think that was a blast just bringing everyone together, but yeah, you know, it, 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 also, it was painful. It was painful with all the stuff happening. But uh, honestly, like, if it went perfectly, like, I almost, like, can't see that. Because, like, that would be so much fun. Like, it's almost too good to be true. <laughs> totally. So if there'd be another... So you're not big on Pokemon Go, but, you know, you're a huge Nintendo fan. If there was another Pokemon Go Fest, is that something you'd attend? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean, I love all video games across the board. Not just Nintendo. You know, um, been a fan of Pokemon forever. I was, you know, huge into the game last summer, like I think everyone was. Living up in Wisconsin, though, you get a few feet of snow, it's kind of hard to play. You know what I mean? Your fingers are kind of frozen trying to throw those curveballs, but... Uh, hardest question you'll get all day, you, you, you know what it is, though, because you, you heard it. 
But what's your favorite Pokemon, man? Oddish. I freaking love Oddish. And like, I- I'm telling you, and I'm, and I'm like, and I, I'm, I'm, I keep close to my roots, like that from day one, right? When I was into Pokemon way back in the day, it was Oddish because I was like, you know, no one cares about him, but he's so cool. And you know, like one day he's just gonna get a mega evolution, solar beam everyone, and you know, there we go. That might have been the hottest take of all Pokemon Go Fest is your favorite Pokemon. But then, no, oh, that's that's cool. That's legit. Final final stuff. Just you know, pimp, pimp yourself. Where can people find you? Who and what you do weekly or daily or you know how often you post content? But where can people find you? Uh, yeah, no main place is obviously the YouTube channel. Just C N D three letters. Uh, stands for Captain Nintendo Dude, which I don't really like, but that's just what happens when you make your YouTube channel in the seventh grade. Uh, <laughs> And, um, yeah, um, Twitter, official, CND, and, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. guys i'm here with the gentlemen over at pokemon False. go radio why don't you introduce yourselves hey everybody my name's papa narwhals aka nar and i got my co-host here i think he's attractive personally. host i am the other host my name is salt everybody capital s-a-l-t and uh, of course will here with me in in the flesh yeah and i've been here all day all day. You look real happy about it too, Will. You look pretty jazzed. So this, the, these are just like short little interviews. We we could probably go on about the disaster that has happened with Pokemon Go Fest and everything, but really more so to get our listeners to get to know you guys. Tell me about starting a podcast and you know what was the ambition behind that? Yeah, I mean it, it was a it was a weird thing. Like most people that do a podcast, we were just kind of. We found something we loved and we wanted to talk about it. We wanted to share that conversation with a wider group of people. So, you know, we've been big Pokemon fans our whole life. And the fact that, like, I went out in my backyard and caught a Doduo. And I was like, oh, crap, this is real life. And, and we just started going on it from there. And, and yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun doing that. And I think the weird thing about Pokemon Go is that so many people have come to the game without ever, ever playing po- Pokemon original games before. That it's just like, it's this weird mashup of people. I, I love it. You got your old nerds, your new nerds just coming together. I mean, we actually, it was Nars idea to record the podcast. I didn't want to. We recorded it. I thought that was a practice one. I was like, now don't put that up on the internet. And then he totally put it up on the internet. And then people listen to it. So we've sort of been just doing that for a year now. Yeah, I think you could probably relate, guys. You got to be like a little bit of a narcissist to be like, I think people should hear what I have to say on this yeah, subject. And so, yep, absolutely. Does that make you as players want to branch out and watch the anime, buy the merchandise, start playing the main series games like Sun and Moon? Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, I was saying earlier, I played the crap out of blue and silver and even a little bit of ruby. And now I'm realizing, like, okay, well, my knowledge is running out. So it's inspired me. I've gone back. I, I'm going to borrow the game from my brother and go back and bone up on Gen 3, Gen 4, all that, and kind of catch up. That way I'm not the goofball that's, like, mispronouncing people's names. I want to be hip to all that as well as Pokemon Go. But my brother, the arch nerd that he is, he's, like, right along with you guys. He's played everything all the way up into Sun and Moon. Yeah, I've, I've played it all. Actually, on Sun and Moon, uh, my price, I've got a shiny Zubat on Sun and Moon. Yeah. I've got my little green Zubat. It's my, it was actually my first shiny I ever caught in the wild. But absolutely, like, I, I, I kind of relate it to, like, Star Wars in that people know the movies and then that, 
oh, wow, I really like this world. I really want to get involved with the comic books, the books, all that other stuff. I think that Pokemon Go kind of functions like that. Like Nar was saying, you get exposed to that, and all of a sudden you're like, my God, I really love this. Like, I guarantee you Sun and Moon's sales are tied to the success of Pokemon Go. Like, guaranteed, because so many people were so interested in this world and just wanted more of it. Oh, yeah, totally. My mom's here, and she hasn't touched a Pokemon game <laughs> since Red and Blue. She played a little bit, of course, when I was a kid, but she's just obsessed with Pokemon Go. So she's all about now, like, keeping up on the news and wanting to go to these events. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Yep. You kind of tailed off at Gen 3. Uh-huh. Can you name all the EV evolutions? Uh, yes, absolutely, I can. So you got your OG3. You got Flareon. Jolteon, the best, Vaporeon, she's my girl. Then, obviously, you got Gen 2, you got Umbreon and Espeon, and then the next two they added, I think Gen 4? They added Leafeon and the weirdly named Glaceon, and so, then they've got the Fairy one, that's the last one they did, and that one is, it's got ribbons, so I'm gonna go with yeah. Ribbion, I got, oh, uh, wow. uh, Save I, I, can't, I can't actually remember the, really? the fairy type either. Oh, Baker. S- Sylveon. Sylveon. Dang it. I had yeah. one in my party for a while. It was like, ooh, a fairy type oh, Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. In competitive VGC, Sylveon's yeah. pretty good. But it was just, it was so fun because, you know, uh, with, with the addition of fairy type, I just really liked playing. But, you know, I mean, obviously I could play with some of the things that retroactively made a fairy type, but just to have that new fairy type, because I've been playing with the same rough six combinations for three or four generations and it was so cool to be like oh dragon type i don't have to use ice now i can use fairy like that was just really cool to just have in my party yeah i think that was uh, the fairy introduction i think was really cool and uh, you know I, i'm hoping i'm hoping they have more pokemon like that because i remember the disappointment i got to to gen 2 i was like here's steel and dark and that's awesome but there's no really any moves for those and also yeah good luck with your steelix or your scissor, like that's that's all you got. So I like the fact that they went back, like you were saying, inside of Moonlight, they they made Rattata a dark Pokemon, right? So it's like get some new type, get some new flavor in there. I hope they eventually do that, like maybe a year from now or whenever they release Gen a million, they retroactively make some of those changes to spice up Pokemon Go. So I'm not like cool, another Rattata. For your listener base, are they in the same boat as you as they kind of fell off? of Pokemon and Pokemon Go brought them in and does that lead them to like having you telling you to cover more Pokemon stuff or are they kind of just hardcore Go players? I think it's there's like two types. There's the old nerds like us who played this when they were kids and then we come back to it as adults or people like Salt that never left. I kind of put us all in that same bucket. But then I've also found a ton of people who are like, I downloaded this kind of like your mom. Like I downloaded this because my kids play and then maybe even their kids stopped playing but they just still keep playing. Like we had our meetup last night and there were several people who were over 50 years old like just there because they wanted to talk to people about this game and, and I thought that was a really cool way to relate to it. I, I think it's just bringing a lot of different kind of people to the Pokemon world in general. Like, we try to stay focused on Pokemon Go, I think, a lot. Because, you know, it's, it's definitely our niche. It's what we started podcasting on. We had a bonus episode when I was away at summer camp. Um, we had a, a, just a little 20-minute review over my experiences playing Pokemon Moon. But I, I think it, it's definitely something we need, to, we need to branch out more on. Like, I'd love to have you guys come on the show and just kind of talk about, like, when we start doing a couple months from now, our Gen 3 prep. And, like, what people need to look for. Like, it'd be really cool to have some people that kind of know historically where it is in the competitive meta at the time that it came out. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, we always try to slip it in a little bit. So whenever we're speculating on, like, TMs, right, back before those were a part of Pokemon Go, we're like, this is what they were in the game. So you know what to expect maybe in the way it's going to translate. Why? Not why, but, like, what makes what makes your show something special? I'm doing it. Yeah. So 
uh, Nari's being humble. I think that the thing about our show that's really cool is it's definitely information driven. Like we love to goof off and have a good time, but it's definitely not a vlog of Pokemon. Like we get into the news, we're gonna get in the numbers, we're gonna provide the tips, but we that's the backdrop over two brothers just joking around and having a good time. Like we're identical twins. We've got chemistry that most people don't have. So it's really nice to sit down and riff. And honestly, that was part of the podcast is I just love talking to my brother every week about Pokemon. But yeah, I think that I have to say the the conversation between the hosts, the guest hosts, and then just being really information driven is really cool. Yeah. We try to take it real serious. We do literally pages of notes, every show, hard numbers and all that stuff. And I think that that's always been our focus. We come at this from a, science, a poker science perspective is the way we like to hit it. So people, you know, they can have fun and do like a, a talk radio kind of vibe with us on their way to work. But at the end of the day, the way their game is played is different and they've learned something from the show. That's that's our big takeaway. We don't want to waste people's time with just like, here's what my dog thinks. Like, nobody cares. Like, honestly, they don't. So that's that's always been our jam. I got a question for you guys. Just as, you know, as Pokemon in general fans, you guys have obviously come here to cover Pokemon Go Fest without getting like, you know, burning a tire fire. How are you guys experiencing Pokemon Go Fest? Like, what's been your take now that we've had maybe about like six hours here? Hot take. Hot take. What's your hot take? I mean, for me, I didn't have a lot of problems when I started out and I was wondering what everybody was complaining about so much. (laughs) I was the one guy who got through and I was like, I got a bunch of Pokemon I didn't have before, so I was happy. And then my stuff started to just crap out, so... You're like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, I'm with you guys now. Well, you did. You got in early, though. That might have been a factor, right? You think that contributed to it? I didn't get in early. Oh, really? No, not as early as him. Yeah, I guess, like, it just threw my whole day off. Like, for me, I was like, I'm going to get here at 8. I'm going to shoot the park empty. I'm going to shoot the park filling up. Then I'm going to do my whole, like, loop-de-loop 8 and pop a lucky egg, get all my experience, hit those stops, and... It's every like I feel like I haven't actually started the day yet. Yeah. Like I've done the recording, I've done the video, and that's fine. But at the at the end of the day, I'm 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 such a big Pokemon Go fan that it's like kind of disappointing that I haven't been able to actually experience that fully yet. And I, I I'm sure by you know maybe hopefully six o'clock everything's working. Yeah, I don't know. Right now we don't know. It's like uh, what time is it right now? Like three o'clock or so. Uh, it's a little early. I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with the legendary event that's supposed to be going down at 6 to 7. Honestly, I'm not hopeful. I don't know how they're going to pull that off with all the problems that they've had. Like, I understand that in my brain, but I haven't yet communicated that to my heart. So we'll see what happens whenever they probably give us some bad news here. They literally have buckets of internet that they're carrying down the street and, like, tossing in here to get things working. Oh, my God. i got to get a bucket of internet. I think anticlimactic's the word. Is It's just sort of like, oh, oh. Oh, okay, I guess we're all here together. You know, there's that. It's a nice day. But without the uh, systems working, it's it's definitely anticlimactic. But I think the biggest thing is, like, people, we've got to meet people that listen to our show. We've got to meet folks like you guys where we listen to your show. And that community aspect of it, the, everything is great about this except for the game. I think that's the problem, right? The, the lines for the food, the bathroom, all that stuff that's normally a problem with these kind of festivals. Like, it's not the fire Fest with Ja Rule. We're, like, not stuck on an island all dying, but, like, the game itself is just letting everybody down. I think that's that's the worst part about it. Yeah, that's cool. It kind of makes it hard to take. But at least we got to meet everybody and hang out, and it's not pouring down rain. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Well, where can our listeners find you? Uh, you can find us. Oh, God. Yeah, here we go. That's the struggle from every time. You can find us at Pokemon Go underscore radio. He did it. Nailed it. He did it. Normally, it's like you can find us at info Pokemon underscore Facebook. 
Yeah. He's not good at Twitter. We're, we're on Facebook at Pokemon Go Radio, and you can email us info at Pokemon Go Radio. And yeah, if you like Pokemon Go, we're all about that show. We try to provide the news, the tips, the updates, all that good stuff every week. So it's good. We try to be really interactive with people. So if you tweet us, we will tweet back at you. If you email us, we guarantee you we will email you back. And uh, yeah, we just love to talk about Pokemon because that's just our passion. Yeah, so I guess go freaking catch them all is usually what we say at the end of the episode. Zelda's good. Very it's like much. boring and bad. Zelda's good. Mm, interesting. Zelda's good. Wow, you found me. Oh my god. There's probably a horse at some point. All right, guys. I am here with Trainer Tips, aka Nick of YouTube fame. How are you, man? I'm good, man. A little exhausted from the day, but I had a lot of fun. Before we actually talk about Pokemon Go Fest, I want to talk about your YouTube career a bit, because it's kind of taken off. How do you feel overall about it? Um, I feel incredibly grateful to have taken off so quickly. My channel grew really fast with Pokemon Go, uh, something like 500,000 subscribers in two months, and obviously due in large part to the success of the game. Um, and I'm just really happy that I've been able to sustain that for this long. Um, so yeah, just just really happy to be where I am and look back and see how far I've come in the last year. When you started the YouTube channel, I, I, I guess the, no one thinks they're going to make it big so fast, but when you started the YouTube channel, did you think Pokemon Go would have the legs that it does today? I Originally, I expected everyone who had ever played Pokemon in their life to, to pick up the game. You know, fans of the franchise... I didn't expect it to be a viral sensation where literally everyone in the world was playing the game. So I expected it to be big, but nowhere near what it ended up being. And uh, as far as longevity, it's it's great to see how many people have remained dedicated to the game. Um, and especially being here at Pokemon Go Fest, it's it's been so cool to see this many people out here and excited to play. I know on your YouTube channel you seem to try other Pokemon things, like Pokemon Duel was a big thing, and I don't know if it really took off the way you wanted it to. Is that just how your audience is? They only want Go from you, and but maybe you feel that you want to do more with Pokemon outside of Go? There's definitely a, a subset of the audience who only want Pokemon Go. There are people who are willing to follow me to whatever I'm doing. I just launched a second channel which is sort of open-ended, and I think it gained like 40,000 subscribers the first day. So those are all people who are willing to uh, just support what I'm doing, regardless of if it's Pokemon Go or not. Um, but as far as Pokemon Duel, that was kind of, it was like a slow time in Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. So I figured I'd try a few different things, and a lot of people liked it, some people didn't, but, you know, you, you do what you gotta do. For Pokemon Go Fest today, what were what, what? I know you could probably talk hours about it, but what's your like hot take right now? Now that we know that the event's pretty much over, uh, for me personally, I had a lot of fun meeting everyone. That was really cool for me because you know you see the numbers on YouTube, six hundred thousand subscribers, and you think that's six times as many people live in the city where I grew up, but that's unfathomable, really, like visually. And to see maybe fifteen thousand people here today, a lot of whom know me and know my work and appreciate it um it's just really cool to get that kind of perspective on how many people are actually fans of what i do and and appreciate what i'm doing so i think for me meeting the people was was the biggest thing do you feel like 
because you're, you've done videos for a full year, that another year of those same videos won't do as well? Or do you feel like there's a point where you can challenge yourself and kind of mix it up? Sorry, that was like a long-winded question. No, that's cool. That's cool. I got it. Um, I feel, first of all, the starting the second channel is sort of my way of uh, dealing with that. Because it is, it does get repetitive to shoot videos every day based around the same sort of content. So as far as keeping Pokemon Go interesting, for me, I, I'm trying to travel as much as possible. Um, I have a trip to Hawaii coming up. I have a trip to Europe coming up. And just getting into new environments really keeps things interesting for me because it's, you know, it's all new. If, if I stay in Long Beach every day uh, in the same environment, that's when it gets stale. But then beyond that, beyond Pokemon Go, I am branching out with the, the second channel and trying to just open myself up to have more options. If I want to talk about something else, I'm free to do that. We talked about your audience, but and that they're very set on Pokemon Go, but does that does that affect your love of Pokemon outside of Pokemon Go? You have the, you have the gym badge tattoo and everything, so clearly you're a longtime Pokemon fan, but like sometimes you meet a Pokemon Go person and that's all they want. They don't really see the franchise outside of this game. Yeah, I mean it's it's really been surprising to me, honestly, how many people are dedicated to Pokemon Go who maybe have never played a Pokemon game before in their life. And I think that's just sort of a testament to the type of game that it is. Um, you don't have to be a Pokemon fan to enjoy it. Um, obviously, I am a huge Pokemon fan. I have the badges tattooed, like you said. Um, do, you, do you see like your fan base sticking you into Pokemon Go and preventing you from like doing Sun and Moon or X or Y X and Y or no not at all because personally I don't think I would enjoy doing mainstream Pokemon content as much as I do with Pokemon Go because I mean I'll I'll say it Pokemon Go is my favorite Pokemon game that's ever been made because it takes place in the real world and it has that element and I'm not the type of person who wants to sit at home in front of a webcam with a, a screen capture, playing, you know, 3DS games or anything like that. It, for me, what really makes it interesting is getting out and getting in the environment. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't feel limited at all by focusing on Pokemon Go because there's so much that you can do with it in terms of travel. Hardest question you probably get asked today. You've probably got asked it a million times. Right. What is your favorite Pokemon? Overall, it's definitely Celebi. The, the Celebi movie was my favorite Pokemon movie. I just love the backstory that they gave it, the time travel, the protector of the forest, all that. Um, but then from first generation, when Pokemon first launched, my favorite Pokemon was Sandshrew. So it's, it's always got a special place in my heart. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and finally, I'm sure my listeners know exactly where to find you, but for like the two people that maybe have never heard of you, where can they find you? You can just search Trainer Tips on YouTube, or if you want to type it in old school, uh, youtube.com slash c slash trnr tips awesome thank you so much of course man it's been great talking to you